today. Um, love my wife. I'm thankful that my family is with me today. Um, we was just talking last night. I guess uh, we, we was at the same conference. and uh, We've just thrown out there. This was not a planned trip. But uh, any ex- time we can have an excuse to come up and be with the Herrings, we, we certainly take advantage of that. But we celebrated our 11th year anniversary yesterday. Amen. With my wife and I. And I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm convinced God made her for me. Amen. I'm convinced. And uh, certainly great to have our kids, Gavin and Lexi, with us today. Amen. And um, God blessed me with a great family, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. But turn to your neighbor and say it's not what it looks like. It's not what it perceives to be. You know, sometimes God gives us promises. Sometimes he gives us prophecies. Sometimes he speaks a word into our life that, Uh, we automatically get a visual of how it's going to happen. We automatically assume that it's going to happen and we start laying laying the plan out and get it in our mind that it's going to go this way and it's going to happen this way. And maybe uh, there's been prophecies and promises in your life today that you can think of as, as, as personal as, as a personal prophecy or promise that God's promised you and it has not come to pass yet. Maybe there's some things in your life that you've been, a, a word that you've held on to that God has given to you that has not come to pass yet. But we have in our natural mind, it's, 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 it's humanity for us to automatically assume how it's going to happen. We can, we, in, in matter of fact, it's important for us to assume how it's going to happen because that is a vision. That's a dream. You are making a dream reality when you can see something and you can see the next step and you can see the next plan. Amen. But I'm come to encourage somebody today that has been holding on to a promise or a prophecy and it hadn't happened yet, and it hadn't been the way you intended for it to go, and it hadn't, uh, the process is nothing like you had in mind. Amen. I want to remind you of a story of Joseph, the dreamer. He had a dream that he told his brothers. He said, my sheaf is surrounded by your sheaves, and they will come before my sheaf, and they will bow down. Amen. And he, tra- uh, he translated that dream and said, one day that you will bow down to me and you will be servants and you will be uh, servants of me because God wants to. And I don't believe that was the wisest thing Joseph could have ever done because we know the story. They sold him off into slavery. They sold him off into captivity. And, um, but one particular moment in Joseph's life he did such a good job there in, ca- in, in captivity. He did such a good job in the prison. They put him over a job. And his job uh, was to work for the government. His job was to be over the food, was to be over the goods of the land. Amen. And, and, and there was a drought that came in the land that day. So um, his brothers eventually, when they grown up a little bit, his brothers had to, to go inside the city and they had to see the government for assistance they had to go to the government and get some food and get some get some goods that they needed to live on and Joseph just so happened to be over what what um 
what his brothers were in need of. Now, before you was able to receive anything from the government, uh, the ritual was you must first bow down before you ask to receive goods. You would have to bow. You would have to present yourself to the government and ask for these goods. So to Joseph's unaware, he was over the goods of the land. He was over the food and his brothers come before him without them knowing who he was and they bowed themselves down. But what Joseph didn't see in his dream was the process before the promise. What he didn't see to get to there was how it was going to happen. I've come to encourage Christ's life today. You don't worry about the process. It might not be what you thought it was going to be from the beginning, but I'm telling you God's promises is coming to pass in your life. His prophecies, his miracles, his signs and wonders is alive and well. I don't care what it looks like here today. God's not concerned about where your financial state is, but he's saying I'm not concerned about where you are right now. I'm just concerned about where you're going I'm not worried about what it looks like in your home I'm just concerned about what it's going to look like tomorrow I'm not concerned about how small our church is But what I'm concerned about is we belong to a growing church A revival church Amen, I'm telling you, there's people that's come into this place today with illnesses, with things that try to attach itself to you this week. You've, you've come in maybe struggling today a little bit. You've come with stuff on your mind. You've come with worry. You've come with fear. I'm tell, I, I just feel like there may, I, I don't know why I feel like this, but there may be some worry that you, you're worried about something in your family or in your home. But I've come to rebuke that spirit because God don't give the spirit of fear but he gives a peace and a sound mind and we take that by authority. We take that stronghold and we cast it out and we lose peace in your home. We lose peace in your finances. We lose peace in everything that tries to come against you because God's word is settled. The Bible teaches us that it's more likely for heaven and earth to pass that way than one tittle, than one mark a tittle is a, Hebrew, is a mark in the Hebrew language in the Word of God. It's more likely for heaven and earth to pass away than one mark in the Word of God. Oh, that's something to rejoice for because if God's given you a rhema word before, it's God, if you've read something in the Logos, that I'm telling you in this place today, God's given you a word and you need to hang on to it. God gave Christ's life a word when this church was started, the where it was headed and where it's going. Don't be deceived by some of the road bumps amen that the enemy throws our way don't be deceived by some of the speed bumps because Joseph didn't see those things coming either but it happened amen it happened so about four years ago four, about four and a half years ago my family and I we moved to Port Gibson and we uh, took over a church plant there with six people when we when we got there and great people. But Port Gibson don't just don't have a lot to offer. It has McDonald's and a Best Walk, Chinese restaurant. Some of the best noodles you will ever eat in your life. And uh but it just it's not a flourishing place. It's not a place where you say, Man, I'm gonna live there. That's my dream home. 
man, I'm just going to go and we're going to go to Port Gibson and my Lord, we're going to live life to the fullest. Woo! Reality was, I was like, God, you want me to go there? Really? You want me to go there? Lord, what am I going to do for work? What am I going to do for, what am I going to do for, for employment? What am I going to do for income? Lord, I don't, I don't understand what you're calling. But we went. We paid cash for a mobile home. We went just on a word from the Lord. And we started fixing this mobile home up. And, and uh, we was getting ready to move into it. <clears throat> and I was doing, just hustling up work, doing metal roofs at the time. And I, I was wearing my cowboy boots, my, my Justin cowboy boots, and doing a metal roof. Can you believe that? That's, that's stupid, ain't it? Yeah, I know. But I wore the bottom of them out because you slide down these metal roofs and you'll just, just wear your shoes out. So I told my wife, I said, baby, I said, I need to get some work boots. I said, when we're, when we're finished doing the mobile home and fixing it up and I said, I really need to get some more work boots. We got up this particular morning, and she's the only one that I voiced this to, the only one. So I put on my tennis shoes this day because my cowboy boots was wore out. And we went to work on the mobile home there in Port Gibson, and we was working on it. And that evening, I had a neighbor drive by, and um, when he drove by, he... uh, when, when my neighbor drove by, he, he stopped and honked and he said, Preacher, can I talk to you a moment? I said, Yes, sir. So I ran over there and, and uh, he said, I, What size boot do you wear? I said, Well, it depends on what kind it is. So I'm just kind of testing God, you know. He said, Well, it's a pair of red wing, steel toe, work boots. I said, Well, I think I wear a nine and a half D. He reached down in his floorboard and he pulled a pair of brand new red wing, nine and a half D steel toe work boots out. And he said, I think I think I want you to have these. Somebody that didn't even know my situation. And we're just talking about a hundred and twenty, fifty dollar pair of work boots. I know it's not much to you. But that was the word during my moment that I didn't understand what God was doing and why he was calling us there. But all I knew is we had a word from God. uh, And can I tell you, God spoke to me through through those boots. And he said, I've got you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about where it's coming from. I'm going to, my Lord. And it happened with our steps to our mobile home too. We had concrete steps. We didn't have concrete steps. We had wood steps, and they were kind of getting a little soft. And my wife said, baby, when we get done fixing the inside up, I'd like to get some concrete steps. I said, well, sure. If that's all you're asking for, we can get you some concrete steps. Amen. I'll get them for you for our 11th year anniversary. (laughs) No. But this was four years ago. And so immediately, as soon as she voiced that, I turned around and I walked outside. And, and our neighbor was going in his pasture, and I, I spoke to him briefly. I said, man, if you want to sell that horse trailer, he had a horse trailer out there, and I knew somebody looking. I said, if you want to sell that horse trailer, let me know. I said, I know somebody that's looking for one, and I can, I can connect y'all. And he said, okay. He said, but let me ask you something. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want any concrete steps, would you? I said, well, yes, sir. Matter of fact, my, and I didn't want to explain because he probably would have thought I was psycho. 
But I'm talking, it wasn't two minutes later. He said, well, I tell you what, he said, um, he said, as soon as I, as soon as I uh, get back to my home, I'm going to hook up to the trailer and I'm going to bring those steps over at your place. And I had to run an errand in town. And before I got back from town, we had concrete steps uh, sitting in front of our trailer. And we could be here all day and I could tell you story after story with vehicles and the home we're living in and, and things that, that would just block the job situation that God has blessed me with currently and, and, and in the past. I'm telling you, it would just we could sit here all day and count our blessings and our miracles. But I told you that to tell you this. You don't worry about where you are now. Don't worry about the current situation that you're in. Don't Worry, I'm telling you, Christ's life, you don't worry about the resources that are not here. You don't worry about the resources that you don't have. You just lean on that word and you just trust the process because the process is going to lead you to your promise. The process, oh, it might not be what it looks like now. It might not be what you had in mind. It might not be what you had in store, but you need to trust the process. You need to trust that God. God knows what he's doing. So Elijah, in the text that we read, he just prayed. He just prayed a prayer over the land. He just prayed a prayer. And there was a drought over the land. And he said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. And the Bible said Ahab got up and he ate and he drank. And the Bible says Elijah told the servant, he said, I want you to go up to the mountain and I want you to look for what I heard. How many times has our pastor got up and preached? I hear the sound of revival. Matter of fact, I heard him cast a vision this morning that we need to captivate on out reach. We need to captivate on evangelism. How many times have we heard that God can do it? How many times have we heard the word of God preach that his promise is coming to pass? How many times have we heard our pastor get up and preach and say God's going to give us revival. God's going to give us a harvest. God's going to give us resources and we're still here. But we can always hear him preach the sound of abundance of rain. It hadn't came to pass yet and we're sitting here looking around what is going on. But he's always saying I can hear the sound. Because we hear it in our, we, we see it in our mind. We see it in our mind. We got it pictured the way it's going to go. But Elijah said I can hear the sound and he sent a servant up. And the Bible says he went up seven times. He went up seven times. Well, it's just another Sunday. I guess I'm going to go again. And I guess I'm going to go to church one more time. Or I guess we're going to have church again and I'm going to go. And I, I really don't know why I'm here today, but I'm here. This is my sixth time. This is my sixth time to come to church since pastor said the promise is on its way. But I'm telling you, what if you stop coming on the sixth time just because you hadn't received your promise yet? What if the servant stopped going up the mountain the sixth time just because he didn't see it? You never know when number seven's going to knock on your door. 
I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You never know when the seventh time that you pursue God's promise and you pursue God. I'm telling you, you need to be persistent. You don't need to quit just because you've tried it a time or two. But I can tell you right now, if you'll hang on to the promise of God and you'll keep knocking on his door and saying, God, I'm gonna wear myself out, but I'm not giving up on my promise. I'm not giving up on what you've said is coming. And he said he went up the seventh time. And I imagine this servant looked and he had in his mind, Brother Harry, he said he, he was probably looking for, a, for an ordinary rain cloud. Just a dark cloud somewhere. God send me a cloud. Send, send me some kind of sign that the rain is coming. Send me a sign that, that something is on its way. Send me a sign. But the Bible says the servant went up the seventh time and it was very plain on what the servant saw. The Bible says he saw a little cloud, a little cloud, a little cloud. The servant went up looking for a huge rain cloud. He went up looking for something big. Something he he wanted it to be without a doubt what was gonna let the let let uh, uh, let it rain on the land. He wanted it to be without a doubt that we're fixing to get a flood. But he went up, and the Bible says he saw a little cloud. But not only was it a little cloud, it was the size, or it was like unto a man's hand. You see, he went up looking for an ordinary rain cloud. See, when God does something in our life, it's not going to be just ordinary. See, you have something pictured in your mind because we as human and as humanity are limited on what we can think. I had it in my mind on how God was going to get us through in Port Gibson, but I'm telling you, I should have ripped them plans up and threw them out the window because that is not at all. And that's good to have plans and that's good to have ambitions and we need to know what we're shooting for and we need to know the goal. But I'm telling you, we don't need to get so stuck in plans that we, 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 we it's okay for God to mess our hair up every now and then and deviate our plans to get to our main goal. Amen. And I'm telling you, he said it was like unto a man's hand. So he went probably looking for something ordinary. And the Bible says the servant went up the seventh time and he saw a cloud. And, and the reason why, I believe the reason why God made it unto a man's hand because when he went up on the seventh time, the man was looking for a miracle. The man was saying, God, just send a cloud. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how big it is. But God, just give me something. But God said, no, I'm gonna be God for a moment and I'm gonna shape it unto my hand. We are made in the image of God. He said, I'm going to shape it and I'm going to put the hand of God over it because when your miracle comes, I want you to understand where it's coming from. I want you to realize that it wasn't by your ability. It was not by your might. It was not happenstance, but it was God's blessing over your life. Hallelujah. And I'm closing today. But I'm telling you, there's miracles, there are signs, and there is wonders that God is ready to pour out in your life. And he wants you to understand 
that it's not just going to come by your ordinary mindset and by our ordinary thinking because none of us think like God thinks. We don't understand the process sometimes. And we have it pictured in our mind, but I'm telling you, it's not what it looks like. It's not going to be what it looks like in your mind. And you need to let God uh, mess up your process every now and then and let him, let him just throw the miracle on you. I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you today. Don't get bogged down for where you are. It would have been easy for Joseph to lose his dream. It would have been easy for Joseph to say, you know what, I'm in captivity. I had a dream one day that certainly my brothers was going to bow down. And I'm in captivity. And, and I don't know where this, so I'm just going to stop. But no, Joseph was in captivity. But he kept giving it 100%. And 100% in the land of bondage. And he every day, day in and day out, he gave it his best. He gave it his all. He was in bondage. And one day his dream came to pass the only thing the only thing that can kill a prophecy is you letting your dreams go that's the only thing Joseph chose to be persistent the servant so chose to be persistent when he said Elijah's telling us here comes a sound of abundance of rain but we're going to keep going we're going to trust the process. Can we stand all over this house today? I'm telling you there is miracles that God is ready to perform in this house today and in your life. I don't know what you're in need of, but I'm telling you the process. Hey, you might be in a bondage situation right now. You might be in a desolate place. You might be in a place where you don't understand why God let, let, let you get there. But I'm telling you, when he called Peter out of the boat, when he called Peter out of the boat, he said, Peter, I bid you come. And Peter stepped out into the storm. But the Bible don't say the storm remained calm. The Bible says it became more boisterous. It became more fierce. I'm telling you, when the storms come more fierce, fierce in your world uh, you ought to start praising God uh, because the end result's going to be Peter was able to walk on water uh, when the other apostles stood in the boat and watched him uh, I'm telling you I don't have time in my life uh, to just sit back and watch everybody else get the miraculous done in their world uh, but I've got to be willing to get out of the boat uh, and hey, uh, somebody needs to get out uh, and receive their miracle today somebody needs to get out and receive their blessing Listen, somebody needs to get out and receive what God wants to do in their life. Amen. Every hand raised in this house, this is not a sappy altar call today, but this is something that you ought to rejoice in your spirit about that God wants to do in your life. I'm telling you, you need to let the hand of God hover over your life right now. You need to let the hand of God rain down upon your life and over your home. Plead the blood right now. Close your eyes. Lift your hands and open your mouth and plead the blood over your finances. Plead the blood over your family. Plead the blood over your kids. Plead the blood over everything in your life. 
God will bless it. He will bless it. He will impart it to you today. There's miracles. There's signs. There's wonders that's coming in your life. I'm telling you in this house today, we serve the limitless God. We serve the all-knowing God. We serve the way maker. We serve the one that is and was and is to come. Amen. We serve the one that has all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. God can do it in your world today. God can do it in your life today. If you just open your mouth and you speak a miracle into whatever situation you need. I'm not a Cadillac preacher. I'm not a two-story house preacher. I'm not telling you. I'm not giving you fake dreams and fake promises. But if you're struggling in the area that you need to speak life into, I challenge you to open your mouth today and you begin to speak it. Whether you're struggling financially, you speak life into those finances. Amen. Whether you're struggling spiritually, you speak life into a spiritual awakening whether you're struggling in prayer you speak life into prayer whether you're struggling into witnessing you speak life into witnessing today that's right out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water let it flow out of you today let it flow from the vessel amen release your faith right now your faith is the bridge between the vessel and the miracle amen you build that bridge right now and you release it your miracle is on the other side I'm telling you if you can build that bridge if you can build that bridge by your faith and cross it today you will see a miracle hallelujah yeah the miraculous is here today amen let's just keep that going for a moment hallelujah voices raised hands raised speak life into whatever situation right now